This is the Full Port Podcast with Josh Howard and Nate Wyatt, brought to you by T.P. Howard's Plumbing. Hey, this is Josh Howard with T.P. Howard's Plumbing. There's nothing worse than a plumbing emergency. Today we have Brian Sineth, owner of Sineth Construction. So we're going to start with, I didn't brief you on this question. Do you brush your teeth? Yes. <laughs> Twice a day. All right. Well, that's better than most. Really? Really. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. We, so we started out the podcast last summer, and we would ask your morning routine. But it always got hung up because the people that you think brush their teeth don't. What? And they would tell you that. Like, I would never tell anybody that. I just tell them, yeah, sure. But, yeah. So Really? Been, yeah. It's been pretty awesome. Some people use mouthwash. No toothbrush, though. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I'm uh, growing up. My mom worked for a dentist, so that was there always go, something. Right? Yeah. So been in business since, since 2008. Mm-hmm. You and your dad started it, and we just tell us tell us about that how that went down. You were telling me earlier. Well, my um, I was working for a big production builder, and we were being relocated around the southeast, and. Uh, I got relocated to Richmond, Virginia, and my dad was working uh, at French Broad Crossing here in Asheville. And uh, for whatever reason, parted ways, and he was trying to figure out, you know, what to do next. And growing up, he had always had his own company. And I said, Dad, why don't why don't you start a construction business like you did, you know, when I was growing up? And he said, I would do it if you will come in with me and be my partner. And and so, thought about it and said, Yeah, okay. And, uh, and so we incorporated, and he owned 25%. I owned 25%. My wife owned 25%. My mom owned 25%. And uh, that's how we got started. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Pinehurst, North Carolina, outside okay. of Pinehurst, in a little town called Aberdeen in uh, Moore County. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, basically a farm. And, right. And uh, I can remember going to work with my dad. Um, you know, growing up, that's what you did. And there was a little gas station up the street, you know, um, we would go in get gas every morning and he'd fill up his cooler with ice. He had a charge account and every Friday he'd pay his bill. Yep. And so I was making like two bucks an hour cleaning job, you know, doing whatever. And the guy who owned the store let me open a little charge account. So I get, um, beer sausage and, and Mountain Dews every day. <laughs> At the end of the week, I'd pay my bill. And that's, that's how I learned about money. Yeah. So how did you get to, from Pinehurst, you grew up in Pinehurst, yeah. went to high school in Pinehurst. Yeah, Pinehurst High. Okay. Then went to App State. Uh, not first. Okay. I had, um, I had made up my mind that construction was too much work. I was not going to be in the construction industry. And so I um, had an opportunity. I got a scholarship for accounting. And I went to a Methodist school called Pfeiffer College for two years. And, um, and I did decent, decent grades. But uh, we, uh, there was an outdoor programs um, group that we went up to uh, Boone. I went to Saul, went saw some concerts, went whitewater rafting. I was like, man, I love it up there. So I transferred to App. And I went one semester and decided that accounting was not what I wanted to do. So they, they had posted a, uh, a job on the, on the bulletin board in the student union for a whitewater rafting guy. I thought, I'll do this for the summer. 
well, it lasted a lot longer than a summer. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I worked uh, all over the Southeast and I went down to Costa Rica and did some work down there and I got back and it was like December and it, it was cold. I couldn't find a job and I was broke. Um, I had to go to the food pantry and get a box of food. I was so broke. And so, so I got a job working for a builder in Boone and uh, did that and, you know, started, you know, um, climbing, you know, making some money. And I met my wife and decided to go back to school and get my degree in construction. Okay. All right. So uh, I graduated. I was the oldest kid in my class. <laughs> and I, but I made uh, straight A's. And I ended up graduating magna cum laude when I, uh, because I, hell, I was, you know, working Monday wednesday friday going to school tuesday thursday one semester or the next semester it was vice versa you know i sat on the front row i was paying for everything i, I, I was very much <laughs> right motivated. Yeah. you were there <laughs> you were invested in it yeah <laughs> so that's funny back then app didn't have the degree they have now so my degrees uh, it's a bachelor of science in industrial technology but now they have a full construction management degree. Okay. So the, the department was just getting off the ground. So 2020 Home Builder of the Year. What does that What does that mean? I mean, what is it? So how do you How do you get that? How do we get You know, do your peers vote on you? How do, How does the, How do you How do you get that? Um. I yes. Um. It's um. I think part of it is service driven through the Home Builders Association. Okay and involvement um you know um i think it's you know working to be plugged in and to give back i think those things are rewarded in the in that uh award so okay so it's not just for one particular home it's a it's an overall yeah award right? correct okay yeah it's um you know participating and and um you know helping others other builders and um uh, you know I, th- I think quality of work and um you know honesty all those things contribute to the to when they vote to to make that decision now you're the president of the home you're past i'm the past, past president okay. yeah how long did you do that for so i've been on the board i think this is my sixth year and um you when you serve on the board it's a annual position and if you go into the leadership um the the executive committee it's a three-year term so you first you're vice president and then you serve as president and then you serve as past president to help the folks that are coming in okay so so you started this business in 2008 that was fun So what, what? Give me a struggle you dealt with. You said you had no debt. Paycheck. <laughs> how, long before, how long was it before you took a paycheck? Probably two years. Wow. Yeah, it was hard. And uh, at the time, I know my, um, you know, I, I remember talking to my dad, and there, were, you know, a lot of credit card debt. There's, you know, was everything we could do to, um, you know, really. Um, uh, Mountaineers, where we got off the ground. My mom sold real estate there. My dad was the director of construction before the recession, and so we had a lot of contacts. And uh, a lot of our clients were there in Mountaineer, and they were buying um, foreclosed homes and then um, renovating them. And um, that's what really 
kept us in business at that. Well, you're still up there quite a bit. Yeah. Um, the people at Mountain Air are wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So I, I didn't realize, I mean, I've known about you guys for a while, but I didn't realize you started in Burnsville. We did. My mom and dad lived in Burnsville. When, when we came back from Richmond, Virginia, the, um, we moved to Weaverville. And we wanted to be in the Buncombe School District for our boys. And, um, and so we rented the old radio station right off Main Street in Burnsville. <laughs> that was our office for a while. That's crazy. So how many, how many homes do you have going right now? Um, so we have eight fill managers, and each of those fill managers have three or four projects. So we have probably 25 to 30 projects, and um, 10 of those are new homes. Right. Yeah, it's pretty substantial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've been very blessed, for sure. <laughs> One thing, uh, um, being in production building, uh, there was um, I was fortunate enough to be fast-tracked into a lot of management training. And um, as I took over different market, markets, I learned the importance of systems and having processes in place. Right. And so I really tried to focus on that with my business and making sure that um, you know, number one, we have the right people on the bus, but then we have a process that everything that we do gets the same inspection. It gets, you know, the same uh, scope of work, you know, all those important details that we're following so that we're not, you know, we're not perfect. We make mistakes, but we, we try to eliminate those mistakes and do the best job we can. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think dealing with y'all, you know, it's not perfect. It's not perfect on our part or you know sometimes your part but it's the same every time mm -hmm. right that's what we try to it's do it, you're consistent so you know what to expect yeah so that's 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 huge you know we're not even with some of the larger contractors we work with you know every time we do a pay app it's different really <laughs> and so we struggle you know well, that's why we came up with the purchase orders right. well so number one we uh, we wanted to make sure that everything the client wanted or everything that we specified was going to be included in what we're what we're doing. So there's no surprise when you get to the job. You know what you're going to do, and you know you're going to get paid. Right. Yeah. That's no surprise. <laughs> Sounds easy. <laughs> easier, easier said than done for a lot of people, though. Well, it's been um, it. It took a minute for people to get used to it. Right. You know, if we're remodeling a house built in the 20s, you know, you can't predict every cost. No. But if the contractor gets to the job and they see that there's something they didn't anticipate, all they have to do is call the office and we get an, you know, we update their purchase order and send it back to them and we can let our clients know in advance. So they're not surprised. It's so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know it seems obvious, but it, it took us a minute. To get no, there. I mean, it's, I mean, I understand that completely in systems and processes and, and we're still going to the same thing and I'm sure we will be for a while. Yeah. So from 2008 till now, and we, we're talking about systems and processes, was it the systems and processes that built what you have now? I think so, and the people. Right. You know, people that um, we've recruited from App State and Western, and um, we've been very blessed with um, folks that have been with us for a long time, like Ed, our production manager. He's been with us for, you know, seven or eight years. He's, you know, when you think about us, you you know he's part of what you think about right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there was a, a funny story and i shouldn't tell this but i'm going to and one of your superintendents called me and he was telling me what i needed to do and i was kind of blowing him off and and uh, he went speakerphone 
And then Ed was in the background. <laughs> and I knew I had to do it then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ed's pretty good. We're blessed to have Ed. Yeah. I was yeah. like, man, I just got busted. Uh, <laughs> so I, like, with, with employees and keep it, like, what, what does Sineth do to help keep employees to help create a good environment? Because, I mean, I think that's part of our success at T.P. Howard. You know, like, what do you guys do for that? Well, I think the biggest thing is culture because people want to be in an environment where other people hold themselves accountable. So, um, and not only that, we're going to make mistakes. That's how you grow. But if you make a mistake, you own it. You don't cover it up. You don't push it under the table. Here's what I learned. Here's how we're going to fix it. Here's a new process we're going to put in place. So this never happens again. And I, I want our people to be plugged in where they can do those things. And that, you know, they don't, they don't want to mess up because they don't want to let their partners down. Right. Accountability is always the number one, number one thing to get in employees for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I think when you can, when you can take the people that are actually running your business, you know, and they are held to the same standard, they hold themselves to the same standard you do. Yeah. Then yeah. it really makes your business grow. You know, I and mean, that's a huge part of, of what we do. Um, I agree. And having that many houses going at one time it takes it takes more than just you just like it takes more than than us to do yeah. what mm-hmm. we do well yeah and i'm you know we we started a quality control program a few years ago as we start to really grow just to make sure that we had a second set of eyes look at every foundation every frame every finished product before we turn it over to the client gets an inspection you know we we want to know that we're delivering the quality that we promised the client and um, having a you know extra set of eyes, I don't want to rely on the on the building department. I mean, those guys are fantastic, but um, but the, but you know they're not looking at everything that we that we want our staff to look at. Right. Well, I noticed on your website too, you have like a you have a full time warranty manager in place, and that mm-hmm. way that those things get caught, and if something is going on, you have somebody who can help address it. Get, well, that's one of the biggest. Yeah. Re- I mean. Um, I love working with you guys, and one big um, perk to working with T.P. Howard is that you guys have an emergency service. And um, when we finish a product, uh, we put a sticker in the cabinet that has <laughs> your emergency contact. Yeah. It has uh, our heat and air company, and it has our electricians. Yeah. Uh, 24-hour emergency. You know, we work Monday through Friday, and um, if something happens and the client, you know, comes up, if it's a second home, they come up from Florida or wherever, they get into their house and the water's not working. You know, something's happened to. We, we, last year, we had a client at Mountaineer. the the um, The grinder pump for their sewer went out, and they were stuck. Couldn't use the toilets. You guys had to. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. Y'all had to go up there and and chisel away the old concrete pump that was buried in their backyard. Get a new <laughs> pump. And the whole time, I could see them looking out the windows. You know, they're paying yeah. attention. Yeah. Like, Is the bathroom ready yet? They're yeah. having to go to the clubhouse to use the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Justin. He's up there just trying to get it in. That's funny. Yeah, but that's a that's a big. Um, that's important. Warranty's important. Yeah. You know, we um, we do our best to turn over a defect-free house or a defect-free product. Right. And then um, we check in at six months to see how how's everything going. You know, did you see something we missed? Yeah. Do, do we need to fix everything? And then we come back at one year and do another walkthrough 
And I, and I think that surprises a lot of clients. Yeah. And we want to check and make sure all your doors and windows and, you know, all that stuff's functioning like it's supposed to. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know, I think that's huge because we go into a lot of homes where that doesn't happen, you know, and the doors don't shut anymore. You know, the windows, something's wrong with the window, you know, I'm not, but, you know, so going back is probably, that builds those relationships. Yeah, and it makes it last. Yeah. To me, if you, you can buy the best door package in the world, but if it's not hung right or there's something, you know, off and it's dragging, how long before that door's not going to be worth a darn? Yeah. So we, we want to fix it. We want to yeah. protect their investment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or warranty just customer service just with a different name on it. Mm-hmm. So are you are you getting a lot of, you know, I'm sure you've built first homes here. Now are you building second homes here? Are you getting a lot of that? Um, second time yep. customers? Yeah, we have a lot of second time customers. Um, uh, a lot of times it starts with like a renovation project, and then they then they go out and build a new house. You know, or (laughs) it's interesting. They'll say, you know, we loved working with you so much that we want you to do our, you this, or it just depends. No, you know, you see a lot of builders that are one and done, you know, and so that's, that's a big thing for us too is, you know, 80% of our customers every day are return business. And that's, we wouldn't be where we're at without return, you know, keeping the first time customer happy to get the so you know. Well, I tell you what's important from our end, and I appreciate this about you guys, you're honest. If you can't be there, you're not going to tell me you're going to show up, you know. And um, you guys have the manpower and the capacity to do things, and you deliver. But uh, you wouldn't believe how many subs say, we're going to be there on Friday. Friday rolls around, yeah. and we're like, where are you? Monday rolls around, no answer. Can't yeah. kid him, can't get the return phone call. It's like, oh, man, just be honest with me. Yeah. Just, you know? I mean, just that's, that's, I, I preach that a lot, is just tell the truth. Because he's like, oh, I'm going to tell him. I'm like, don't tell him anything that you can't do. Yeah. If you just can't be there, tell him you can't be there. At least they know you're not coming, right? Well, and especially if we're doing a renovation project. And sometimes the clients live in there or oh, yeah. renting the property close by, so they, you know, are extremely anxious about getting back in their yep. home. And if you're, you know, they're like, the plumber's supposed to be here. The plumber's supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. like, Those guys are telling me a story. They're, yeah. They're making yeah. this up. And and they're frustrated. I mean, they're. Oh yeah. You know, it's a lot of money. Yep. Yeah. So where do you see Sineth in five, ten years? Um, I, uh, you know, my next. Um, my goal for the last few years has been to turn our company um, into a, a um, business that can stand alone without me being um, in the middle of everything. Because I feel like as our business has grown, I've become the bottleneck. And so to have the <laughs> right people in place that are that Sineth can be independent and, um, you know, in 10 years, I, I would like to either see it being employee owned of some capacity and um, have the right people on board that can take it and grow it you know beyond beyond my capacity or my right you know at, at some point I'd like to go fishing yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I think it's you know for me I've been continuing to build opportunities because as people come on board they want to move up they want to they want to uh, opportunities to manage people they want opportunities to um to make decisions and um they want opportunities to increase their income right 
you, and you can't, you know, increase your income without moving up, taking on more responsibility. Right. <laughs> we we rolled out a profit sharing program this year that, you know, if the, we hit our company goals, then um, then they get a um, deposit into their four hundred one k accounts so that so that everybody gets to share in the success. Right. You know, it's not yeah. just it's not just the owner benefiting from everybody's hard work. Right. So what motivates you? What drives you every day? Um, you know, when we started our company, um, I, um, I came from a world where the, where the recession, one day I had to lay off 32 people. Wow. It sucked. That was one of the worst days I've ever had. And so, um, so I, I thought, well, when we started our company, I wanted to make a place where people wanted to work where there was a culture, um, where people, you know, nobody wants to work, but coming to a place <laughs> where you, where you enjoy, yep. you know, supporting the people around you, um, was exciting. And then seeing people come on board and seeing the business grow has been a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's, um, for me, it's exciting to see those, like, um, we have a young lady that, um, she's been out of Western for about I don't know, 16, 17 months. Yep. And it's so much fun to watch her because the sky is the limit. She's, right. she's blowing it out of the park. <laughs> yeah. So that gets me excited to see people and help coach and give people feedback and how to make them stronger. Right. Anything else, Nate? No. It was great. Well, I appreciate you having us out here. Oh, yeah. It's definitely good to learn more about Sinus and you. And well, I really enjoy the partnership that we have, and I told you that when we met. Uh, a couple months ago you guys are great and I appreciate all you do for yeah, us yeah I appreciate y'all and that's why we're here today so alright that concludes the podcast thank you you've been listening to the Full Port Podcast with Josh Howard and Nate Wyatt find us on social media like Facebook Instagram and LinkedIn just search TP Howard Plumbing make sure to click the follow button on the podcast and give it a five star rating if you like what you hear 